0: What a raucous welcome. Um, it's so good to be here. Um, my last kind of proper church meeting was actually at Revelation just before the pandemic hit so I'm bookending my experience by having it at the beginning and coming here but as, as I was introduced I'm Steve. Um, I'm married to uh, my wife who's called Julia. I've got three little girls who are at home and aren't able to be with us today but would basically love to be here and are looking forward to coming in due course and send a very warm greeting and it's brilliant to come as a team uh, today and just to reiterate what Duncan was saying, I'm really expecting that God wants to speak to us and wants to come and meet with us as we gather to him so even as I'm speaking just encourage you to open up your heart to just be ready for whatever God might have to say. But it is my joy and privilege to share something of the Grace Connection story and a little bit of how Revelation Church has also made it here. And I feel confident that we're on good biblical um, standing. I was reading Psalm 105 uh, this morning and just hearing um, the psalmist tell the story of God's people. That the people of God needed to hear their story a lot. And I think it seems that they were easily forgetting their past and where they'd come from. And I think it's good to rehearse the story because it helps you remember that God is unbelievably faithful, that he keeps his promises, that he knows what he's doing, that he's able to lead a people wherever he wants to take them. And often the stories of God are, we were in a desert place, we didn't know what was going to happen, we became stiff-necked, which is a very common biblical phrase for The people did not do very well, but God pulled through on their behalf. And uh, that's basically what I want to do for the 20, 25 minutes this morning, is just share something of the story where we rehearse and remind ourselves that God is really, really good, that Revelation Church and Grace Connection are not just Duncan and Hannah's great idea or Steve's good idea, but this is a God thing. That is his initiative. It's been his plan right from the beginning, and that our job is just trying to keep up with him and seeing what he wants to do. So... That's what we're gonna do uh, this morning. Uh, Some of you will know that Revelation was planted out of a church in Nottingham called Grace Church. Um, I think back in 2002 that church was started and their original vision, and Lee will know this, being part of that team right back then, was to be a church like the one in Acts chapter 13 which was a church that was in Antioch. And uh, that was a, a church that was kind of steeped in evangelism. They gossiped the gospel wherever they went. It was the first place that people were called Christians, that Christians, they took the name of Christ. It was a label that they wore with pride, that the grace of God was upon them. There were signs and wonders, they were diverse. They gave generously to the church in Jerusalem. And then also they sent people On god's mission so barnabas and saul were were sent out from the church in antioch and they went around the mediterranean proclaiming the kingdom and seeing signs and wonders and telling lots of people about jesus and people heard this news and miraculously believed it that jesus christ lived died on a cross, was buried, and rose again, and they started following Jesus for themselves. And I absolutely loved in the worship having Lee read Isaiah 9, talking about a son that has been given and a child that's been born, that the the kingdom and the throne of David is going to be established on the earth, and his kingdom is going to increase, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And you think, how is the, the promise of Isaiah 9 ever going to be fulfilled? But it was people like Barnabas and Saul taking the message of Jesus and saying, all of our enemies have been defeated at the cross. Sin, death, Satan, all have been nailed into Jesus' wrists and ankles. His, he was pierced, he was beaten, but in doing so he overcame any enemy that was against us that the reign of David has truly begun when he came out of that tomb three days later and so then when Barnabas and Paul took the gospel around the Mediterranean they were saying what was promised is now coming about the rule and reign of Jesus Christ is here you can trust it you can believe it God is good His, his promises are fulfilled and they established churches and there were little communities who, who took Scripture seriously, who took God seriously, who welcomed the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit began changing them from the inside out. And then they started doing it again, and again, and again, and again. And all of these churches were planted across the Mediterranean. And God has been doing the same thing for the last 2,000 years. And we are now in on that big story with our little story. If you're like, what what is the purpose of Grace Connection? What are we even doing? We're like, we are playing our part in that big meta narrative that Jesus Christ is building his church. He's, He's seeing his kingdom come all around the world and we're having a little part to play. And so that was the original vision of Grace Church that they wanted to be a hub like the church in Antioch. They wanted to send people out to plant new churches to take the kingdom and this is the fruit of that original vision that the holy spirit broke in amongst us and spoke to us and a little bit like it happened for barnabas and saul myself and my wife julia and our team were sent to birmingham duncan and hannah and their team were sent to manchester and also rick and cheryl loosemore in newcastle have been sent to plant another church. And I just want to read a couple of the verses in Acts 13 just to keep us rooted in scripture, just to ex- kind of show what happened and say, hey, in a small way, we're in on that. So I think the words might be uh, coming up. But Acts 132 to three says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off it's the holy spirit's initiative and yes they prayed and they fasted they sought god but it was the holy spirit that set apart barnabas and Saul. it was the holy spirit that birthed king church birmingham it's the holy spirit that has started revelation church manchester and it's the holy spirit that's going to lead uh, us forward as we look to see more and more of this as a grace connection and a few years back when we were re i guess re getting hold of this vision there's also a pastor in nottingham who turned up who was based in malawi in blantyre and he was only at Grace Church for one sunday and he stumbled into a meeting like this and heard a message a little bit like this and was so struck by it that he felt the holy spirit speaking to him to say you need to get in on this and he signed up there and then to be part of grace connection from like day one And that now also, if there's like four UK churches that are part of Grace Connection, there's also two Malawian churches that are part of Grace Connection. So we are already an international movement, and I'm I'm big on hype. I've just gone, gone international straight away. But I think personally that's wonderful because the kingdom of God is so much bigger than any one individual church. And we constantly, if you're anything like me, need my eyes lifted to remember that God's plan is a worldwide Davidic kingdom plan, (laughs) that the rule and reign of Jesus is supposed to go everywhere. And we get a little part to that. And then when you think of the churches in Malawi, it just helps me anyway to remember, this is so much bigger than us. This is so much bigger than me. Jesus is the king. He is the one this is all about. And we are so blessed to have them as well in our family because they pray for us like you wouldn't believe. Every time I get in touch with the guys in Malawi, I'm always thinking, I need to learn how to pray Like you guys know how to pray and say i'm thinking most of you won't know these churches an encouragement nevertheless they're praying for you i don't even know them like this is awkward i haven't prayed for them but they pray consistently and diligently for us which i think is wonderful now as i was preparing this and thinking i want to share something of that story i was also thinking it can seem quite big i don't know how you feel about it when you hear the story you think a worldwide Davidic kingdom. And we're meant to be playing a part in it, trying to plant churches and see more happening. For me at least, it feels, it feels slightly overwhelming. And also as part of our vision, I think we're all called to be like the church in Antioch. So for Revelation Church, I think there's a God calling on you guys to be like the church that was in Antioch, that raised up leaders, that gossiped the gospel, that sent people And therefore, I think 21st century application is going to be planting churches, giving finance, all that kind of stuff. You might think, Steve, we've only just come out of this lockdown. We're we're hardly out of it now. And we've just got into the powerhouse. Are you sure this is a wise course to tell us about church planting and future and expansion and... Can't we just have a little, take a little breath for a moment? I think that's absolutely understandable and uh, I, would, I would be in the same uh, position too. But just as we were kind of launching out, going from Birmingham, there was a prophetic word that we had that was really encouraging to me. And there was a picture of someone with a balloon and they were holding this balloon. They were like, look at this balloon. I mean, it's it's, you know, it's colourful. It's obviously helium because it's floating. It's, 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 a, it's a balloon and it looks great. And then in the prophetic picture, a huge hot air balloon came up over the horizon, and the, the sense of the word was, "No, oh, that's a balloon." <laughs> and the, kind of the first one is put into context of the big one. And I I feel like there's something of that that is true for Revelation. That being here in the powerhouse, the amazing start that you've had, that just the grace of God, the kindness of God upon you. I think there's so much to be celebrated. But I also feel that like God would say this is just the beginning. That this is like that little balloon that is like, hey, look at this balloon. And God says, look at this. Which, on the on, kind I of guess in one sense, could feel a little bit daunting. Because you'd be like, can't we just stop and celebrate what we have? And as I'm saying, I do think we should celebrate, we should honour God for all his blessings. We don't want to despise anything. But there is also more. There's a hot air balloon coming. And I think then it's just so helpful to remember when you think about that. It is not on us to make that happen, God is the one who is building his kingdom, God is the one who is establishing his church, he is the one who's going to bring that hot air balloon, that this is not a message that's like, come on Revelation Church, I'm going to try and G you up somehow, let's go and take the city for Jesus, it's like no, let's get in on what Jesus is doing, Let's partner with the one who promised thousands of years ago that he was going to do this, that he is always faithful. That's why we keep rehearsing our story. He knows how to keep his promises. He starts things and he finishes things. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. That as we kind of look at him, like Duncan was encouraging us in worship, as we behold him, that's when our faith levels will rise. And I just, that's what I, I guess my encouragement is to, I think there's more even though you've made a tremendous start. And I guess what I wanted to bring alongside that was also to unpack a little bit about the name Grace Connection. Like, Why why are we called that? In an effort to encourage you. And really in an effort to just to help you realize this is something that God is doing and he is going to empower you to do whatever it is that he's called you to do that. When he calls you to something, he doesn't just fold his arms and say, come on guys, I'm going to enjoy watching from far off, see how you get on. God goes ahead of us, he's there in the midst, he's behind us, he's He's either side of us. He He's with his people. He's going to equip you for whatever it is that he's called you to do. So why the name grace connection? And grace is a word that comes up a lot in the New Testament. So if you're reading through your Bible plan, you often find it um, is kind of rooted in the Greek word charis, which is often translated as a kind of, it means gift, favor, or benefit. And just again, just to give a little um, example, uh, grace is a gift that's given to us. So in Galatians chapter one, for example, and again, I hope this will come up behind me. Paul writes to the church in Galatians, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself, so grace and giving, are very much linked together, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of of our God and Father. Grace is a gift. Grace is God giving himself. But I think we often miss the significance of what grace really means. I think we're so steeped in, okay, like, grace, God's unmerited favor, like Nat prayed it in the worship time. It's so good, but I, sometimes I think for myself, I can lose the significance of what that word really means, and how scandalous it was at the time that God should be a gracious God. Like in some ways I think we're just, oh yeah, God, the fact that God is gracious, yeah I get that. And so I just briefly want to unpack why this is scandalous good news that God is gracious. And um, Let me just see. The Oxford English Dictionary defines a gift as something handed over gratuitously for nothing. A gift is freely given. And I would say that's generally how we view gifts. You you wanna give something, you don't expect anything in return necessarily, but that is not how gifts have always worked. So in the ancient world, the idea of gift giving was quite different that understanding of how we might view uh, giving a gift so there's a a professor called john barclay and uh, he says that in terms of gifts they were often given with strong expectations of return indeed precisely in order to elicit a return and thus to create or enhance social solidarity i'll give you a gift you will give me a gift i'll give you a gift you will give me honor or esteem or open up a door for me. That gift giving wasn't so much a freely I give to you, I do not expect anything. I was like, well, I know about gifts. Here you go and I'll get something back. Thank you very much. So the idea of God being a gift giver. Okay, God gives us something. We obviously have to give God something back. And this is where the gospel starts to change the cultural perceptions. So... Um, there was a poet who was a kind of um, contemporary of Homer who wrote the Iliad and just as an example of how gift-giving might work he writes invite your friend but not your enemy to dine especially be cordial to your neighbor love your friends visit those who visit you and give to him who gives but not if he does not we give to a generous person but no one gives to someone who is stingy. Honesty, I reckon, sometimes. <laughs> but that kind of very natural, very understandable. Yeah, give to someone who gives back, give to someone who's generous. I'm not gonna give to someone who's stingy. So again, when this idea of God is a gracious God, God gives gifts, when you get into what the Bible says about that, it was actually very counter-cultural in a way that we might miss some 2,000 years on that God was doing something different and radical. Even within kind of first century Judaism, there was a misunderstanding of what it meant that God was gracious. Like the Jewish people knew that God was gracious. They had the Old Testament scriptures. But often it was wrapped up in what you could give back and something of your ethnicity. And Jesus even tells a parable about the uh, the Pharisee and the tax collector. That the Pharisee goes into the temple to pray and says, thank you, God, God. I'm not like this tax collector. I'm not an evildoer or a murderer. I, you know, I pray and I tithe all that I have. I'm someone who is worthy of receiving the grace of God. And Jesus says, Well, how did the tax collector pray? He fell down before God and he beat his breast and he cried out for mercy. And Jesus is He who went home justified before God, even though he didn't deserve it. You see, a tax collector was off associating with the Romans. God was transforming the idea of a gift. He was transforming the idea of grace that God's gifts were given to people who didn't deserve it. And as I said, we might think, oh yeah, I think I've always known that about grace. But again, to to get into the original context is to realize this was transformational. This, This was breathtaking news. A God who gives to people who don't deserve it. I think I know that. And then there's often times in my life when I realize I don't know that. I so often have this impulse to think I must do something for God to earn his favor, to earn his gift. And consistently scripture speaks to us about his unmerited favor to those who don't deserve it. And if you just see the life of Jesus, who was the gospel given to? It was to the slave and the free. Rich and poor, Jew and Gentile, men and women, adults and children, healthy and sick. And it was often the weaker and the lesser and the more broken that got it more than those that were put together. Because it's free, it's unmerited. And if you're someone who has something, that's a really hard lesson to to get hold of or to believe. God gives graciously. He gives to those who don't deserve it. And therefore, when it comes to things like worship, if you believe that it's unmerited, man, your worship can take off to a new dimension. When you realize I haven't done anything to to get this, God has freely given to me. I want to praise him. It means we're not proud. I haven't done anything to be proud about. If anything, I've brought my sin and God has just covered me. It means we can honour and love and welcome anybody and everyone into our midst because we know that only God says only god rescues broken people if we're like why are we called grace connection we want to be a gracious people we want to be a people who are founded on the fact we didn't start this we don't deserve this we are never going to achieve this there is nothing within us that on our own could make this happen but jesus is the one who fulfills all his promises in some ways, it's so simple. In some ways, you might think, why has Duncan invited this guy out from Birmingham to just come and tell us about the simple things of the faith? Doesn't he realise, you know, we know about this already, but I need a daily reminder. He's in charge. He's good. He is gracious. He gives, even though we don't deserve it. So we are grace, and we are connection. We are connected. But we believe God has joined us together. That is an absolute joy to be here today, and to stand in the powerhouse, which has a great a great name, this building. And uh, I absolutely loved hearing the story of how God blessed you, spoke to you. I only heard a little bit from Duncan and Hannah, but it seemed like a flurry of prophetic words where God just t- somehow directed your path to be here. Um, i think i enjoyed it almost as much as you guys just listening just thinking it is so encouraging to hear the goodness of god blessing god's people and uh, i think that is actually really biblical um that paul for example kind of viewing the churches that he went and planted with barnabas family says 2 corinthians 7 verse 3 you are in our hearts to die together and to live together That there is something, to be God's family means we are for one another. That when it goes well for you, actually goes well for me. And when it's going well for us in Birmingham, it's going well for you guys. That we are more than just a couple of individual churches. We're those that are cheering each other on. That we're on the same team. That one day we're going to be with each other in glory. And we'll be able to swap all of the stories of what was happening. And we're praying for each other. That to know you guys are praying for us. Is a tremendous encouragement. And hopefully, that you would know we are praying for you and cheering you on. I hope it's also an encouragement that we can't do it on our own. We are designed to do things together. And we know that, I guess, as a church community, we need each other. But also, beyond that, we are family. And ultimately, we labor together. So, Paul also in Philippians 1, verses 3 and 5, says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Always, in every prayer of mine, for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. We partnered together. That It was a joy that when Revelation Church was planted, we took an offering. And we were able to sow into God's kingdom to release you. And then when Rick and Cheryl have gone to Newcastle, that we also get to give to them, that they get to go. And who knows who going to go after that, but that together we get to give and we get to pray and we get to go on God's mission together. And I was really encouraged also hearing the story of, I think, the Ramp Church in Manchester who gave a financial gift to you guys to get into here. I just think that is a wonderful testament of God's goodness and his kindness. And also, I do think God often has a way of weaving those kind of details into your own story. But I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere down the road, you're in a position where you're able to give to another church that is able to take God's kingdom somewhere else, somewhere different. That's what I think it means to be an Antioch church, is that we're generous at giving away, raising up people, sending them, raising up finance, giving it away. Because we have a mindset that's not, I must just cling on to what I have. I must just do my little thing. But it is that Isaiah 9, a son is given, whose reign is going to expand, whose government is going to increase, that God's design is that his glory fills the earth, just as the waters cover the sea. And we have our part to play in it and then very finally that being connected being family means as we come here it should feel a little bit like King Church Birmingham and if any of you guys come and visit us it should be like hey it feels a little bit like Revelation Church Manchester and already that would be my testimony just coming and enjoying your worship was an absolute treat to see the way that you're on the front foot there's people coming to contribute there's a love for both god's word and also his spirit that you're wanting to be family that all of these things we're trying to go for in birmingham too and we then get to cheer each other on to help each other to cultivate that sense of shared dna that i think again is very very biblical and paul could write in 1 corinthians 7 in the verse 17 this is our practice among all the churches That there's a sense in which we're, yeah, we're doing this together. This is not our idea. Jesus has given us some instructions about how to do these things. And of course, you always have to work it out locally and for a particular culture, particular context. But there, we're God's people. He's leading us. And we're his family together. And so really, I just wanted to say, go for it, Revelation Church Manchester because this is God's work. He started it and therefore he's gonna finish it. And somehow in his good design and purposes, he actually leaves a little bit of space for us to get in on it. Cause you know, he could do it all himself. The angels are pretty good. He could just send them to accomplish all of his purposes, but it's his delight to call and redeem a people who he then sends out and empowers to go and do his work. And that's the call for you guys, that he, he has a hot air balloon ahead of you. He has, he has a big mission and a big task. But he's not asking you just to like pull your socks up, dig deep, try harder than you've ever tried before. No, he wants to come and empower you by his spirit. He wants to strengthen you by his word. But he wants to send you out into your communities, your workplaces, wherever it is that you find yourselves in Manchester, we have some good news to share. God came, died for sin, rose again, and is coming back that we could live with him in glory. Sounds pretty good. And our job is to take that wherever we go and have our eyes lifted, that this kingdom work is going global. We're just a little part, but we are a part. And so in a moment some of these some of my team members are going to come and share and they're going to come and just ask God what he wants to say and to come and encourage you and I do um just want to invite you to open yourselves up to say God, if I'm going to get in on this adventure, I need you. If there's a part of you today that's saying, can't think about all of this i am feeling discouraged i need i need a word i need something let's make sure we don't go home until we've received it and uh, i know jen and anna who are going to kick it off they they're very accomplished at this kind of thing they would be the first to say it's not us it's god god is the one who speaks god is one but just in terms of raising your expectation god speaks he wants to come and speak to you And so just very humbly, with no kind of hype or like, you know, we're not anything special, but he is special. We're going to open ourselves up. Just say, God, what do you want to say? How do you want to encourage us? I wonder if the band could come first and just help, help just get ourselves into a place of worship. Just focusing on him. And then we'll have some people come and share. But God bless you. It's great to partner together. It's great to be on mission together. And we'll see what God has to say.